my friend, are listening to the Happy Hearthstone. This episode is brought to you, as always, by listeners just like you. Thank you so much to our patrons for this episode, Typical Tyrant, Chris M., Nicholas D., Nick Patrick, Jordan L., Algaron, Zerocio, Clape HS, Matthew D., and Beef Squatch. You can join this amazing crew and get some great perks for yourself. Check it out over at patreon.com slash thehappyhearthstone. And be sure to join our Discord. The community is always there, live talking over at thehappyhearthstone.com slash discord. Hello and welcome to episode 172 of the Happy Hearthstone, the longest running Hearthstone podcast in the history of space and time and cards. I'm your host, Andrew Brown, and this week I am joined by you, and yes, I'm talking to you through your radio, headphones, stereo, Amazon Echo, I don't know what you're listening to my voice to right now, Um, but I'm also joined by some lovely people on Twitch as well. I was so excited uh, with this past week, I had some extra time to stream on Twitch, and uh, first off, I need to back up and thank the people who were with me. Uh, during all of my streams throughout the week, I streamed a lot of stuff. Unfortunately, not as much Hearthstone as I was hoping to. I was having some really weird issues with connectivity uh, with Hearthstone, and I still don't understand exactly what was going on. But I was able to stream, Eter- uh, stream Eternal just fine. Uh, Borderlands, even Apex Legends was okay. <laughs> I don't know. That, you know crazy network Hearthstone intensive thing. I don't know. Um, hopefully I can get that fixed at some point, uh, but I don't quite know what to do. Anyway, it was really fun. I had a lot of people come out for that. But right now, as I'm recording this, I'm actually joined by some friends on Twitch as well because I haven't ever live recorded a show before until now. And so those of you who are here live with me, thank you for being a part of history for the Happy Hearthstone. And uh, for all of you who are listening afterwards, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, really great to be back on a weekly basis. You know, this past month has been a lot, and I know so many of you were so understanding and supportive of me taking a little bit of time to be with my family. And uh, because of baby coming, um, we also actually, I, I don't think I mentioned it in the last episode, we had a death in the family. And so that's why my wife actually traveled uh, this week to go to uh, the celebration of uh, Uncle's life, who was a dear member of our family. So um, we, uh, yeah, we've, we've been going through a lot of stuff, honestly. So uh, it was it was really good and helpful to just kind of take a step back. Um, but taking that step back in is uh, all the more all, all the more gooder is what I want to say, but that's not right. So uh, it's, it's just been really nice. And honestly, anyone will tell you that taking a step away from things that you spend a lot of time on uh, can sometimes give you a perspective that you can't get in any other way, uh, whether that's your work. Um, we call that in the uh, seven habits of highly effective people, sharpening the saw. It's really helpful to step away from work uh, so that you can actually uh, be more effective in your work. Um, sometimes even with family in the right circumstances, I mean, I'll tell you what, I, my wife's coming back uh, tonight and I miss her like crazy. So a few days away from her and I just, uh, I realize how much I appreciate her and love her and miss her. So, uh, all that kind of stuff. So, 
Uh, yeah, Brett saying a birth and a death. Yeah, that's it, it was a lot all at once. And honestly, um, we we named our son after the uncle that we lost. So McLean was actually his uh, his middle name. So that's where that came from. I realized at one point um, because my wife was really struggling. Man, this is. Uh, I hopefully you appreciate the context. We'll get to all the great stuff that's coming, but I'll just let you know. Have a have a little uh, peek into Andrew's life, but. I, I just realized, you know, this was really hard for her. And though we, though I wish we could somehow separate it all, it was happening around the same time that we were getting ready for the birth of our son. And so I asked my wife at some point, hey, I, I know that this, uh, this may sound you know, a little unintuitive, but we can't, we can't really separate these things. What if we just celebrated it together uh, and just found a way to do that? And so uh, we... Um, yeah, we decided to name our son after him. It was, it was not the name we had, uh, planned on by any stretch, but we really liked, uh, the name McLean at the end of the day. So, um, so yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I will lead that into why I'm happy because though my wife has been gone, uh, she took Lane with her, uh, Mia and my daughter stayed here and I, I finished up my paternal leave this week actually with my work by, uh, hanging out with her. So honestly, this week has been super special to get some really quality time with my daughter. Uh, she just turned three. She is a bright ball of sunshine. I tell you what, and I love that girl to death. Um, I am not the, well, I, I did not really enjoy the infant phase as much. Just not my cup of tea. There's not a lot of interaction there. I think babies just look like little aliens. Uh, just my opinion there. Um, and even with their mind, they look like aliens. So yeah, not, there's none of this, uh, well, when it's yours, you'll get it. No, they're, they're still aliens. So, um, but now that we can interact, we can play. Uh, she's starting to dream and play imagination and stuff like that. Uh, we can enjoy stuff, you know, like, uh, TV show or read a book or go play outside. I mean, I just love that kind of interaction. So I really tried to plan out some special things for us this week. We actually, um, we said that for her birthday, we were, I was going to take her to go see the new Toy Story 4. And because I love those movies more than I can tell you, if you don't like them, I'm, I'm going to question whether we can be friends, honestly. <laughs> Not really, but kind of really. Uh, I love those movies to death, and she actually just latched onto them. I really tried hard not to push it, but from the moment she watched them, she just hasn't been able to stop. So I said I'd take her to that, so we did that. It was her first experience in the movie theaters. Really special. That movie is incredible. Anyone who tells you different is insane. Uh, it's so good. And... Uh, yeah, I don't want to spoil it because it's just that good. <laughs> uh, but it was great being able to create that memory with her. Other things we did, we have like, we have a Zoom membership. So we got to go do that. We got that gifted to us. And it's awesome for uh, family to be able to just go and see animals. So we did that. We actually went in the afternoon for the first time. It was a whole different zoo, felt like. Um, we went to the mall. I took her to McDonald's to get her very first Happy Meal because they have Toy Story toys there and she got to play at the play place and stuff. She loved that. What else did we do? 
We spent a lot of day of today cleaning, honestly, because I wanted to make sure the house was uh, in a good spot for my wife. So, um, yeah, so my heart is overflowing with uh, love for my daughter. Um, it was just such a really special time. And I'm I'm so glad that we got to make those memories. Just a reminder to you, like, you don't have to have these incredible, insane trips to New Zealand or uh, Hawaii or something to make memories with the people you love. Sometimes it's just being intentional, thinking outside the box. I mean, I was looking up free events all week. You know, I was thankful we had the gym membership. She loved them all. That was maybe one of her uh, big, uh, big favorite parts. And we didn't spend a dime there. Honestly, we just looked around. They have a little play area. Anyway, so all of that is is great. And uh, I'm really looking forward to my wife and, and son being back, obviously. And so we'll have some good family time catching up. Uh, yeah, just being back together. So that's going to be good. But there's another huge reason why I'm happy. Because maybe we should talk about Hearthstone at some point in this show, right? Holy cow, saviors of Uldum. Uldum? I need to say this right. I'm pretty sure it's Uldum. <laughs> um Man, it's coming August 6th, and this is the next expansion in the Year of the Dragon. Uh, we were told at the beginning of the year that it was going to be this continual story from expansion to expansion. They haven't done this before. And you know what? I, I for one, have to say that I feel like, uh, I feel like a schmuck as far as not seeing this ahead of time. I just got to be honest. Uh, with the with the Rise of Shadows expansion, we saw this League of Evil pop up and these uh, different villains from the history of Hearthstone band together to overthrow Dalaran. And I think we all knew that the heroes were going to come in the next expansion. Why in the world would it not be the League of Explorers, right? I mean... We can tell that they're starting to kind of draw off the history and do some great things. Like the League of Explorers expansion, flavor-wise, probably one of the most fan-favorite expansions out of all of them with Hearthstone. So for me, um, just, uh, yeah, I, I feel like a schmuck. How did I not see this coming? I wish I would have called this and said, I bet the the League of Explorers are coming back together and uh, making this happen. I thought we would see Cadgar and um, who are some of the other people from Dalaran uh, in this past expansion. I can't remember, but um, that we'd see them do something. But League of Explorers, come on. I mean, once we saw that teaser, it was just like, dang, okay, we're back. Um, so really excited about all of that. Uh, the, the flavor that's going on with Saviors of Old Doom is that, uh, the League of Evil, now that they've taken Dalaran captive, they are flying it over to Old Doom, which is this, uh, basically think Egypt, uh, mummies and ancient artifacts and all that kind of stuff, um, plagues and, uh, dastardly stuff, honestly. So they're going there to kind of, uh, I don't know if we've heard too much about the, um, actual, actual plot line of what's happening. Oh yeah. It says in the official announcement here that their ultimate goals are still shrouded in mystery. The next phase of their plan appears to be well underway. Uh, so that's, you know, so we don't know exactly what they're doing there, but I would say they're probably trying to harness ancient powers to, uh, maybe take over the world from there. I don't know. Um, but the League of Explorers aren't going to let that happen. Not on their watch, not on our watch. Uh, so, I, Flay, I, good lord, if you have not seen the cinematic trailer, what are you doing with your life? If you haven't listened to the 10-hour loop that they just came out with on YouTube, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> Go get that in your system. I've probably listened to that song a hundred times. Um, 
Yeah, I may have pulled it up for my daughter and, and asked her what she thought. <laughs> oh, I like it. Uh, yeah. They just, they, they are nailing the flavor on this expansion. I have a feeling that, uh, even though League of Explorers was very much that, that this one even more so is gonna just go over the top. And it looks like with some of the new mechanics and stuff, they're actually drawing off the League of Evil's presence also. So this isn't just, um, just the good guys. And actually, Twin Spell technically was supposed to be a nod to the heroes of Dalaran that, uh, you know, these powerful sorcerers and mages, uh, being able to cast multiple spells and stuff. So, um, so yeah, let's talk about some of these new mechanics that they've announced. And, um, I, I, I should tell you, especially if you're a new listener, that for the Happy Hearthstone, what we do with these new cards is we wait to review them until all cards have been released. And so it does take a while to get there. It'll probably be like the week before uh, the expansion releases, which is August 6th, if I didn't say that already. I think I did, but just to make sure, might as well just say it. So we wait until then, and then uh, Wicked Good joins me for two three-hour episodes. That's right, a grand total of around six hours. Now, we don't we don't say it needs to be that long, but uh, history has spoken for itself, and that is about how long it takes us to get through all 135 cards of an expansion. So uh, we buckle in, and we go through in deep detail talking about every single card, uh, rating it, letting you know which ones you should be on the lookout for, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so I withhold too much talk on these new cards uh, until then. But obviously, I need to talk about some of these and let you know about the new mechanics that are coming. And nothing proves the new mechanic more than an actual card, and they've shown us some of these. So let's talk about these. First new mechanic is called Reborn, and it's a new keyword. I think uh, the Paladin spell or Secret Redemption. Uh, that restores a minion that died uh, with one health. That's the exact same thing Reborn does. So when that minion dies, it will uh, it will come back with only one health. And I believe it's a damaged copy uh, down to one health if it didn't have one health before. And uh, there was also a spell. I don't know if you remember this. I had to look it up right before this. Uh, it's it, it was called Desperate Stand. It was actually in Knights of the Frozen Throne. I was uh, really... Um, Really surprised to see that. The Reborn card that we've seen so far is called Restless Mummy. It's a 4-mana 3-2 warrior common minion. And it's very simple. just has Rush and Reborn. So 4-mana 3-2 with Rush. And then when it dies, it'll resummon as a 3-1 that, um, that has Rush. So pretty cool. Uh, I, I Immediately what I thought about with this, 4-mana 3-attack... Uh, twice, four mana, three, so times two, that's four mana, six damage. So think of this as sort of a soft fireball, essentially. And with Rush, it can only go to minions. Uh, but the nice thing with this is that it can actually split into two different, um, two different, uh, places so if you want them both to go into the same minion you can do that or if you've got two different minions that you need to take out uh, that have three health um, then this will do just fine too brett said warrior got a new toy for its rush package yeah and honestly it wasn't until i was sitting down writing this out that i thought wait a minute is militia commander dead because militia commander uh, you know the five health is obviously pretty intense uh, five attack on the turn that you play it uh, is really good, but this one can actually do more. So I, I guess the question is, are you going to see 
uh, are you going to see other minions that that have high health? Because if you do, I think that you're going to want, or excuse me, that have low health. If they have low health, I think you're going to want Militia Commander instead because then it can mop up some of those two health minions. Uh, but if not, I think that Restless Mummy is just a strictly better card in a lot of ways. So uh, very simple. I love the simple, elegant solutions like like this that prove uh, what, a, uh, what, a, what a new mechanic can do and, and especially how powerful potentially this is. I think you'll probably see Reborn on a lot of minions that are uh, lower in power and health like this one. Uh, this is interesting at four mana because the rest is just super powerful. So um, really interested to to kind of see what else comes from that. So pretty cool. Next new mechanic is plagues. And plagues are not a keyword. It's just a kind of card, sort of like lackeys were. And plagues are going to be, uh, the League of Evil classes are going to get these. And what they are are spells that affect every minion on the board. So the example we got was Plague of Death, a 9-mana priest epic spell that says silence and destroy all minions. So this is twisting nether on crack. Uh, not only will it destroy everything, but it also silences. So this is like, just remove everything on the board. Don't worry about it. They're gone, and it doesn't even matter that they're there. So um, pretty interesting. Uh, I think that Priest really wants something like this. This is even better than... Um, uh, what was, wow, I can't, Psychic Scream. I can't believe I can't remember that card. That was such a big one for a long time. So Brett's saying, I want this card. I, I agree. This is going to be the removal that Priest needs. And I probably should save most of my, most of the conversation for that, uh, to, <laughs> to my friend Wicked Good, because I'm sure, uh, he's got a lot of thoughts on these as well. So, um, and so yeah, again, all of the League of Evil classes will be getting these. I assume they'll each get one. Kind of be weird for them to get many. Uh, I'll be interested to see if the rogue gives all minions poisonous. Uh, that would kind of be weird, but I feel like that's just sort of low-hanging fruit for a plague. Um, so yeah, should be cool. And then the other new mechanic, this is crazy. I definitely did not see this coming. Quests are back. What? 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 And so far we've seen three of these. We've seen a druid uh, quest, a warlock quest, and a shaman quest. So... I think it's safe to say all all classes are going to get a legendary spell, a uh, a quest. And the shaman one I'll talk about real briefly. We saw is corrupt the waters. It's a one mana shaman legendary spell, obviously. Quest says play six battle cry cards, and your reward is heart of Vernal. Heart of Vernal is a hero power. It is a two-mana hero power, and it reads your battle cries trigger twice this turn. So really interesting. So far, all of these quests actually replace your hero power with something. They don't give you a card in order to do that. They just straight up, once you complete that quest, they replace your hero power. I think this is just, this is brilliant. And so far, they all look pretty, uh, pretty well balanced, I think. Uh, I agree with Brett here that the Shaman quest is good and the rest are kind of like, what exactly are we doing here? Um, I, I think the Druid reward is pretty good. Uh, it's basically a passive, infinite uh, Fandral uh, where your choose one cards, you get multiple effects. But we need some better choose one cards, honestly. I, I would assume we'll get at least one or two that are decent this expansion. But anyway, Heart of Vernal, two mana hero power. Your battle cries trigger twice this turn. 
what did that hero power not say? It did not say your next battle cry trigger. Tri- <laughs> Gosh, say this five times fast. Your next battle cry triggers twice this turn. It is all of your battle cries trigger twice this turn. So there's a very good chance. I mean, if you play this on curve, it's going to be turn eight by the time that you're able to. Um, well, I guess actually you could have it sooner if you've got a bunch of cheap battle cries, which you probably will do. So let's say it's turn five or something and you've got it done. Uh, from that point on, let's say turn six, you can play it. And then if you've got, a, you know, a two, two mana cards, maybe double novice engineer, then you just drew four cards. Uh, so this could actually be really interesting, especially in, in some kind of, uh, some kind of combo deck. Uh, you've got Shutterwalk obviously in, in, uh, Shaman. So that, uh, well, you can't do this hero power with that. And I'm sure that was <laughs> intentional. Um, but even just having that for the value sake uh, of the deck, I think it's going to be interesting to see what Shaman does. There's already some, you know, interesting, uh, interesting, what's the word, testing going on right now uh, with uh, like mid-rangey decks and, and stuff like that. So I think Shaman is going to be a class to watch this next expansion. So those are all of the new mechanics that we've seen so far. Uh, we haven't heard an official timeline or schedule for when cards are going to be revealed. Uh, as this episode is dropping, I would assume that we will have heard something now. <laughs> so maybe even as you're listening to this, there have already been several new cards. Uh, we don't have a lot of time until this set releases. So as this uh, episode drops, it's four weeks from today, actually, that, uh, that this is coming. And typically they'll show us all the cards the week before or well actually so they did announce the pre-releases are going to be back and and those will be august 2nd through 5th so we have to have seen all the cards by august 2nd uh, but they've got to give themselves at least a few days so i would say that we'll probably see everything by the 30th of july so i mean we're talking three weeks as this episode's out that they have to show us 135 cards so be ready for the waterfall of insanity it's always a lot of fun um, and by the way, I forgot to mention this really great news, uh, with in line with the quest, all players are going to get a free quest on login during the first 90 days of, uh, Savers of Uldum's release. So really excited about that. They actually didn't do this with Rise of Shadows, any kind of free legendary outside of Archmage Vargoth, I guess every, everyone did get that. So that was pretty great. Um, but I, I like that they're kind of going back to this. Hey, everyone kind of gets something different. I take it back. I like that they do both of them. Anyway, <laughs> you'll get that free quest when you log in uh, anytime during the first 90 days. So that'll be great. We'll all celebrate the return of quests in style, and it'll be fantastic. Uh, of course, now you can pre-order Saviors of Uldum. So you've got the Saviors of Uldum bundle, 50 packs. So you'll get a golden legendary and a new card back for $50 in the U.S. And then they're doing a mega bundle for this uh, set so 80 packs for 80 dollars you get a golden legendary and then you get a least star seeker as the alternate druid hero and a new card back as well of course so um, of course i had to get that i actually am working on a new blog post i i put one up right before the release of uh, rise of shadows because i realized there was actually a way with amazon coins you could get the single player content for free if you pre-ordered uh, through their system and um, I've already pre-ordered, 
and I can confirm that it's it's basically the same. It's it was a little bit better deal back then, um, but now essentially you're paying three dollars for the solo adventure if you pre-order. So if you're planning on pre-ordering that mega bundle, um, I'd really highly encourage you to do it through Amazon Coins. Uh, and uh, I'll put up a blog post soon that'll take you through step by step. Uh, if you go through that, then I do get a, a, a very slight kickback, uh, but that would be a great thank you. Uh, and regardless, want you to get a great deal. So if you're if you're planning on pre-purchasing anyway, you might as well get the single player content for free. And I think I ended up actually getting the um, the esports bundle too for free uh, because of they were just doing a lot of a lot of good like refunds and stuff or not refunds uh, rebates. When you spent coins, you'd get some back and, you know, you get a discount on them up front. Anyway, I'll explain everything in that blog post. Don't worry about it. Um, and what's the last piece of news we got here? Uh, oh, uh, Yeo Mole actually asked in Twitch chat, have they mentioned any kind of reveal stream? They haven't yet. Uh, I Again, I would assume that by the time this episode is dropping on July 9th, that they would have by now. Uh, so you can look on Twitter uh, or Reddit, find out wherever you normally find out news, and uh, I'll keep you all updated, uh, twitter.com slash Living, of course. Um, but I, I'd be really surprised if they're not going to move fast on this because they, they don't have a lot of time here, so they need to get moving. Okay, so let's talk about they also updated the client uh, in Hearthstone. So the Hall of Fame cards, uh, Mind Blast and Vanish, are gone from standard uh, rip vanish. I miss you already. Uh, my pogo bunnies are still working on ladder though, so I don't miss you too much. Uh, we've got all the new classic cards out there. I finally opened my packs. I actually had 70 packs to open, uh, and I, I've just been saving them over the past nine months or so, something like that. So I had insane luck. Thank you again for everyone who came out to see that. Um, I, I was embarrassed by how much I was opening, and my very last pack was a, um, uh, was a legendary. I think it was uh, Blood Mage Thalnos. I did get a Golden Deathwing, so that was cool. Um, yeah, just had a lot of fun. Obviously, opening that many packs is just fun. Period. And I got I got Brightwing and and White Mane. I kind of assumed that the, that those would be fine. I got one Beastmaster, and I think I got most everything else. Got to see some of the new card art, so that was another part of this release. Uh, they updated the card art to a lot of different cards. Um, I'll save you from too much headache around that because we, we didn't know about this ahead of time. And so there were a lot of questions up front about the why behind it. And the developers have gone, uh, gone on record just basically saying that they, uh, from the beginning, they were trying, they translated and just basically stole some of the art that they used for the World of Warcraft uh, TCG. And now, by their standards, some of those don't really fit how they want uh, their cards to to be presented. Uh, and and most of these cards that were changed was were either uh, they were graphic either uh, by sexual nature or uh, uh, gore essentially. And so they wanted to sort of. Um, uh, just get them up to snuff, essentially. And so there was some pushback. There were some people who were saying, why does anyone care about this? It, it was it was interesting to kind of see the reactions. Um, but I, I'd say that if one of the worst reasons you can ever give for doing anything is we've always done things this way. You need to be willing to look at everything in your life at some point and saying, is this actually helping me 
to do the things that I want to do, to be the, the man or the woman that I want to be. And uh, take you on a philosophy tour here, but seriously, it's important to stop and, and reflect and see is there anything out of whack that really needs to be addressed. And so for them to do this, I, I applaud them. I think it's good. Um, there's some of these cards that I've, I, I don't know, the artwork's a little more confusing to me, I guess. Uh, but you know, I'm glad that they feel that they feel better about this, that they were willing to do it, whether it's popular or unpopular and uh, that they're able to just maintain who they are as a game, essentially, that way. So good on them for that. Also, a little thing that was on there that I honestly think is a pretty big deal is that Tavern Brawls are now going to be on uh, online for the entire week. So in the past, uh, they've launched on it's Wednesdays, right? I'm pretty sure it's Wednesdays at like 10 a.m. Pacific. And then they go through Sunday, and then they take Monday and Tuesday off to sort of refresh and get ready. Well, Tavern Brawls are going to be live all week long. There's just going to be an hour of downtime for them to swap over. I think it it just makes too much sense. I'm sure they've got more people on that team than they once did. Uh, So really thankful for that. And uh, I think it's going to be great for a lot of people. I even I tweeted this out, and uh, someone, sorry, I can't remember, but they were saying that usually they're out of town on the weekends. So this was going to be really helpful for them to be able to um, to make sure that they get that classic pack. And I think I think it's just going to create more engagement. If people want to play the tavern brawl, they're great. Oh, especially those quests, the like win five tavern brawl quests. Uh, it was always a bummer to get those, and I would always think like, am I really willing to do this um, before um, before the tavern brawl's gone? So uh, now it won't be too much of an issue. So thankful for that. And that is all the news that I that's fit to print, I suppose. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot that happened over this past week and I, you know, any, any new expansion, especially at the very beginning is really exciting. There's a lot of fresh stuff. Um, and now with these new classic cards, there's a breath of fresh air too, even in the meta, not a ton of shakeup necessarily because these cards weren't uh, game defining or anything, but people are eager to try them out, see how they do and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, lots of fun stuff on the, on the Hearthstone scene and come on, that's cinematic. Did you watch it? You you can go watch it right now if you want. I Don't worry. I'm okay with it. That's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about the Patreon uh, for the sponsor break. I actually really wanted to celebrate uh, this, and I, I put out a tweet uh, earlier uh, a few days ago. I'm just thanking everyone who's been supportive on the Patreon. I can't say it enough how every single person who signed up for that to say, hey, I enjoy the content. I believe in what you do. Uh, and I'm willing to help make it happen, uh, just how much that means to me personally, but also how many of you have stepped up to say, I really want to grow in my gameplay. I want to grow as a Hearthstone player. And I've been really proud to be able to make the Patreon a place where both of those things are possible. Uh, it's not just a um, like a tip bucket necessarily, you know. It's a place for you to get some really quality stuff, uh, you know, talking about uh, videos that I'm making that are exclusive, uh, deck breakdowns, and, um, you know, fun game footage. Um, and then also for the Inner Fire, talking about decks frequently, uh, doing the deep dives and stuff like that. Um, one thing that's really cool is uh, we're actually really close to our next goal on Patreon, which is to up the deep dives to twice a month. So these deep dives are 
uh, our extended, uh, I guess, kind of think classroom almost, where I go through and create an entire lesson about how to address a certain part of, uh, of playing the game. So I did one on how to build a collection, and I did another on, uh, on just how to even uh, approach the ladder. So I'm going to be doing some different things for this next month. Actually, one of the big things on my mind is just what you do when you sit down to play the game. Like, what's the process that I go through when I'm going to do an, a really intensive uh, ladder session? There are a lot of things uh, for my mind, for my gameplay, for my deck selection, all that kind of stuff. So I think I'm going to break down my process of uh, of how to really make sure that a grind session is really uh, really up to snuff. Uh, calling it a grind session is, isn't fair because it's a lot of fun, right? Um, but just those more intense times where you're like, man, I need to I need to get up a rank, and I I believe I can do this right now. So I'm gonna do that. So yeah, we're actually I think if just a couple more people join the inner fire, we'll be at that goal. And uh, be really excited to be coming out with more content for the Inner Fire members. So go check it out over at patreon.com slash the happy hearthstone where you can be a part of things and uh, you can help to become a better player. If you're one of those players that's always been teetering on the edge of rank 10, rank 5, or really want to get to legend, um, I really think that this is uh, this is one of the best things you can do, joining the community and uh, getting getting that content. So go check it out. And let's move on to our main topic. So what are we going to talk about for this show? Well, I was thinking about it, and uh, Savers of Old Doom is just really exciting stuff. Uh, Brett says, easy Patreon choice you. Thank you so much, man. I'm flattered. Uh, and you've been with me for a long time, man, so I really do appreciate you very much. Um, so for this main topic, I was like, Savers, Savers of Old Doom, lots of fun, really exciting uh, so I thought that I would take some time to speculate on what these League of Explorers characters' cards are going to be. We've obviously got Reno Jackson, Baran Bronzebeard, Elise Starseeker, and Sir Finley Murgleton coming back. We've seen them in different forms in the past. In fact, Elise Starseeker we've seen twice now. So for Journey to Angoro, she I think she was the very first card that we ever saw. Tr- oh, uh, no, 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 I take that back. Whispers of the Old Gods was the year before. And we saw Ragnaros Light Lord for that. I can't forget about him when we just talked about him last week, right? Um, so anyway, but Elise was really key there. And so with uh, with the League of Evil, we saw some different takes. I was honestly really impressed with that, uh, just how they were able to remake uh, these iconic characters and yet still stay true to sort of uh, their flavor in different ways. I mean, even Hagatha just, you know, going from the hero... Uh, the the hero card into a minion that like kind of rises this uh, animatic creature from the swamp. I mean, that's just, that's so cool flavor-wise. Um, so I was thinking, what are these cards going to be? And I've actually come up with four different, um, op- well, one for each uh, that are going to be my um, my guesses. And I, I don't I don't think these are really accurate, but I thought, let's just have some fun for this episode, talk about it, and, uh, you know, speculate here. So, one big thing that I uh, that I used as inspiration for this is at the very end of the Saviors of Old Doom trailer, there's a, a picture of all four of these heroes. Elise is riding a horse. Uh, Reno's got this massive gun with like uh, I don't know crystals on the end. Uh, Bran has a dinosaur egg, and uh, Finley is wielding a golden fish and riding on a flying scarab. So. I try to I try to take all those things and say, 
let me let me try and come up with something from that. So, uh, and we have learned which classes these characters are going to be. So I crafted them with those in mind also. So let's start with Reno Jackson, the um, the iconic of the iconic characters. And so he's got this big dazzling Gatling gun. And so I was thinking, what if he uh, if he gave you a weapon, sort of like Verisa Windrunner does? So here's my idea for Reno Jackson. He and, and he's in the mage class is uh, where you're going to find him. So let's say he's a seven mana six six, and he reads Battle Cry, equip gun of a thousand dreams. You can tell I I don't know much WoW lore, right? <laughs> but I thought that was a fun name. So the gun of a thousand dreams is a one attack three durability weapon. When you attack, cast a free copy of arcane missiles. Huh? So the idea is when you attack. Uh, there will be a uh, a copy of Arcane Missiles that's cast. So it would get buffed by any spell damage or uh, trigger things like Gadgets and Auctioneer. I, I, I thought, you know, a 7-mana 6-6 is just fine on its own, but this weapon, which mages aren't really known for doing, um, could maybe do some shenanigans with spells and not take anything from your hand uh, necessarily. So you don't have to play these spells from hand. You're just sort of guaranteed for the next few turns that you'll have those activations. So, uh, yeah, seven mana, six, six, uh, battle cry, equip the gun of a thousand dreams. And that gun has one attack, three durability. When you attack, cast a free copy of arcane missiles. It doesn't feel like Reno Jackson of the past, obviously, but I think like Togwaggle especially is a really good, um, pinpoint that, you you shouldn't expect it to be too similar to what happened there. So I I guess putting the gun in your hands could make you feel rich. Uh, I, I I feel like maybe um, maybe the stats on this weapon aren't so uh, aren't so great. So it could be a two attack. Maybe it, it could be two attack three durability and still do the same thing. I think that'd be okay. It's still pretty good. Um, but my thing was like Reno's pretty big guy anyway. So seven minus six six makes sense. So. Yeah, that's my idea for him. Brand Bronzebeard is going to be for the Hunter class. And so my idea for him with this dinosaur egg um, was two mana, two, two, battle cry, summon a random two cost beast, give it taunt. Huh? I don't know why I'm going to say, huh? Every time after I do uh, I've been spending too much time with my daughter, I guess. But <laughs> um, with Bram Bronzebeard, I actually had someone ask me on Twitter, do you think that they would do something with Battlecry again? I feel like you kind of have to. If he doesn't have a Battlecry, I feel like something's wrong there. It's up to them. But uh, he's a dwarf. Uh, or is he a dwarf? I hope he's a dwarf. It's Gimli-ish, right? Something like that. So uh, so I thought his stats don't necessarily have to be insane, but I like the idea of him summoning this beast and then, you know, it's, it's really a hunter flavor uh, because hunters would send out their beasts in World of Warcraft to go attack and they'd be able to, you know, use a bow and arrow to, to hit them. So Bran is summoning something random, giving it taunt so that it uh, soaks up damage, allows him to get away. Uh, the only, the only thing I don't like so much about this design is like a two mana two, two is just sort of, meh. so maybe if he had some sort of, some sort of passive ability on the side, um, maybe each turn he adds one attack, sort of like a micro machine. I don't know. Uh, or, Oh, what about this for every, um, for every point of damage the beast takes, he gets plus one, plus one. Or each time that piece is attacked, 
that that could be interesting. Although two cost piece is going to be so minimal anyway. I don't know. This was definitely the one I was most uh, unsure about. So <laughs> I'm willing to uh, concede to whatever idea you have as, as well on him. Uh, Elise Starseeker is going to be for the Druid class. We kind of know that since she's the Druid anyway. Uh, so here's my idea for her. Four mana, three, three. Every time you cast a spell, add an Innervate to your hand. So the thought with this was I was playing this off of the Druid quest that we've seen, which is uh, every or you have to have four turns where you have unspent mana at the end of your turn. And I saw someone, I, I, I wish I could give him credit, but I can't remember who it was, uh, ask Peter Whalen, if you cast Innervate, does that count towards that? And his answer was yes. So my thought was, what if we had some sort of Innervating uh, mechanic that would help you be able to accomplish that quest faster and, and sort of guarantee it. You do have to play some spells, so there's some interaction with that. Uh, I also really wanted to give someone a passive ability, and Elise, uh, she's mysterious, so that, I don't know, seemed a little more up her alley. So, four mana, three, three, every time you cast a spell, add an Innervate to your hand, or add a copy of Innervate is probably the more... Um, uh, streamlined <laughs> way to write that down and that finally brings us of course to sir finley murgleton who is going to represent the paladin class he was probably and I, bran was tough for me finley was tough too uh, so two mana one three here's my idea for him battle cry give a friendly murloc the golden fish and the golden fish is a two mana weapon it's a two attack two durability lifesteal so the idea is that uh, it would buff that minion uh, plus two, plus two, and then also give it lifesteal as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I the tough thing is that paladins don't really need uh, or don't have many murloc synergies right now. So I feel like I just want Murgleton to uh, give me a random hero power because that's what he's done in the past. I'm sure they've got something way better cooked up. Uh, I just don't know how to how to keep his. I, I guess the thing is, like with Togwaggle, we knew more about his backstory. With Merleton, we don't really. In fact, none of these characters, I think, we know. At least, I guess we know a little bit better from Journey, uh, but there wasn't really a story attached with that one, other than her taking a uh, troop of magical uh, adolescence into the jaws of death. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> anyway, again, uh, Finley Murgleton, two mana, one three battle cry. Give her a friendly Murloc, the golden fish. And, uh, that's a two mana weapon with, uh, two attack, two durability and lifesteal. Or essentially just buff the Murloc, uh, plus two, plus two and give a lifesteal. So those are my ideas. Uh, they're kind of wacky. I'm not normally a, a card designer, but, I felt uh, I felt like this would be a fun thing, and I'm sure we'll see these characters soon. Uh, with the League of Evil, I think that they they did parse them out throughout the reveal uh, the reveal calendar. I want to say that we saw no, we didn't. Yeah, I want to say we saw Hagatha first, actually. No, Blastmaster Boom was really early because I, I was able to do that um, interview with uh, Peter Will and Lip Reedon, and, and we talked about that card because. It had just came out, literally. So those are my speculations. I'd love to hear your speculations, too, especially if you can come up with something for uh, Bran or, or Finley, because I just, I don't know. I <laughs> don't know what to do with them. Um, but I hope you enjoyed that, little, uh, something a little bit different uh, and fun. So let's go ahead and move into our community section. Uh, no iTunes reviews this week. 
I would uh, really encourage you, if you have not left a review on iTunes, please go and do that. It helps out the show a ton. Uh, would mean a lot to me personally, uh, but it also helps with uh, with just people being able to find the show uh, and reputation and all that kind of stuff matters. So go check it out. And uh, I'd actually do a um, giveaway every other month for an hour of free coaching. So if you're interested in that, if you want to get better at your game, that's one of the best ways that you can. And uh, all you have to do is go to iTunes, leave a review, and then email me with your username to let me know that you did that. I'll enter you in the drawing. And uh, if you have left a review in the past, you can enter that drawing also by doing the exact same thing, emailing me your username and letting me know you'd like to enter. All right, card of the week song. It's been a card that I've been enjoying. Many of you have been enjoying also. So I thought I would give a little bit of a nod to our dear friend. Here we go. It's my first turn. I hate this hand. Why'd I think this was a good mole again? I hope I top deck just what I need. Remind me next time not to be so greedy. I'll pass then just use my power of hero. I need a two for cards so this turn's not a zero. Who's this dragon on turn three? She's here to make sure my dance is a victory. Here I am, bright wings gonna win the game. In your hand, this legendary's oh so grand. Just for a record, it's kind of a weird song to to parody because it's kind of a weird song. <laughs> but it's classic. And Brightwing is classic too. A new classic neutral legendary three mana three two dragon. And she reads Battle Cry at a random legendary minion to your hand. Um, so cool. Brightwing is iconic in the World of Warcraft universe. And I think it's great that they added her to the classic set. And out of all of the cards, this is the one that seemed uh, the most promising. Not counting Plaguebringer, I guess, as a new basic card. But for the classic cards, uh, Brightwing fills an interesting spot that only Fairy Dragon has in the past of being a cheap dragon. But her her adding a random legendary minion to your hand can do a lot of crazy things. I mean, you think about what she can give you as far as like uh, something simple like Blood Mage Thalnos. That could buff your spells, get you an extra card, whatever you need there. Uh, you think about crazy stuff like Varisa Windrunner, uh, you know, decent body and then gives you a weapon to be able to attack with, or Tyrion Forgering, probably better than that. Uh, so who then, I here here's your happy Hearthstone trivia moment. Actually, it's not trivia, it's just a guess. Who was my first uh, get from playing Brightwing? Which legendary minion was my first? What You want to guess? If you guessed, Brett guesses Maligos. It was not. It was not Maligos. It was actually Black Hal Gunspire, and I had to say it because this was a card that Steve was in love with when we first reviewed it for Witchwood, and was uh, you know determined to make it work, and it just hasn't yet. Yeah, I got it off of uh, off of Brightwing, and it's a tough one because if you don't remember, Blackout Gunspire cannot attack, 
So you really only take advantage by being able to deal damage to it. I was playing a uh, Shaman deck. It was Ike's new version of Good Shaman. It was very fun to play. And uh, yeah, Black Howl. Actually, I was playing a casual game. My opponent attacked into it, and I was very confused. I won that game, in case you were wondering. <laughs> but um, I hope you're enjoying Brightwing. I, I don't want to encourage you to uh, craft her necessarily, especially if you're low on dust, um, because she's more of a fun-ish card. If you're a dragon fiend like my friend uh, Sean Smoker, then of course you need her in your life. But for everyone else, um, she's just a good quality statted minion that can fill some early game minion spots uh, really well. So... Uh, I'm glad that she's a part of things. I'm glad that it's not this overpowered card, but it's still good and interesting to um, to test with because that's kind of what I want from new cards in the set and stuff. So, all right. Well, I I have to bring this first uh, this first foray into the Twitch sphere to a close. Um, but I'm so thankful again to all of you who came out for the live portion of this. Thank you for. Uh, for doing this, um, you know, being a one-man band for this uh, for this show, essentially it puts it puts more pressure to to do, to organize, to create, and all that stuff. Um, but it's fun interacting with people, and I really appreciate that. I would love to make it a uh, a more a more normal thing in in the future, but we'll see uh, if that's possible. Uh, so, but as always, I want to remind you that you are the happy Hearthstone. This show is all about our great community. By simply listening to this episode, I want you to know you really are a part of things. And especially those of you who come back and listen to the show every single week, I want to thank you so much for making the Happy Hearthstone part of your life, your week, your schedule, your routines. Uh, I know for me, listening to my podcast is, uh, you know, it puts a smile on my face. It helps me to learn what's going on and connect with people, you know. So uh, I appreciate the opportunity to get to connect with you and uh, just you listening really means a lot to me. If you're interested in uh, joining the Inner Fire or some of the other Patreon things that I'm doing right now, you can go over to patreon.com slash the happy hearthstone. Check it out. Check out the perks that you get over there. And I have to give a huge thank you, of course, to the producers of the Happy Hearthstone, Menach, KJ Miller, and Brian O. Thank you three so, so much for supporting the show at the highest level. I mean, sincerely, uh, you guys are helping us get to our goals faster. Uh, you're making the inner fire what it is. And I uh, seriously, I've loved connecting with each of you and uh, am glad that we get to continue that on. So thank you so much for uh, being a part of the show where you are. And as always, I'd love to hear what you thought about this show, what you'd like to see added for future shows. If you want to see more uh, crazy, wacky uh, homebrews of cards or something, I guess I could do that. Um, but you can connect with me on Twitter at AndrewIsLiving. Uh, you can email me at thehappyhearthstone at gmail.com. And though my week of Twitch streaming is over, you can follow me over there at twitch.tv slash AndrewIsLiving. And if you put on uh, notifications. I do I do random streams, not often, but randomly, because that's what I said I do. <laughs> it's getting pretty late here. So, uh, so if you turn on notifications, you'll find out about them when they happen and all of that. So thank you so much for joining me. This has been a lot of fun. Again, thank you for everyone who was live uh, on the stream. I even had some people before uh, I actually started recording who were helping me to prep for this show. So thank you for those of you who were there and are now listening later. Yeah, this is confusing. It's almost time warping. So, <laughs> uh, 
Waygates. Open the Waygates. That's the name of the card, and I'm going to sign off before my brain just completely fails. Uh, But thank you so much for visiting the Happy Hearthstone, having a little fun with us. I'll see you next time.